Hello, and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello. Welcome back, family, to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Well, we are planting seeds to cultivate new culture. So glad to have you back. And on today's episode, we actually got the whole crew back together. As you notice on the past episodes, we done had a few here and there where everybody's been out doing things, but today all three of us are back. What's up, DJ Cornerstone and Doc? What's hey, up, how's it going? Mike? Yes. Uh, so glad to have yes. everybody back on here. Uh, yeah. Doc. Yes. Before we go any farther, you know, you did a, a conference not long ago, a youth conference, an international conference, because uh, you dealing with the youth. I don't know if people realize it, but right now this podcast is in six different countries. Right. Okay. We are, of course, in the United States. We're in Ar Argentina. We are mm. in Ecuador. We are also in Australia. And we're also in India. So whoever okay. would have thought that a podcast that we're working on is being downloaded in those areas. And we right. show, we are definitely excited about that. But back to you, uh, how did that go with that youth conference? I mean, how what was it like working internationally? Um, it, it was a unique experience. Um, you know, you have to be able to adapt to different cultures and the changes. Um, because your flow has to be in line with, I was wondering when I started praying why somebody was steady in my ear, you know, going on, but they was interpreting. Me. <laughs> and so I had to make a major adjustment because mm -hmm. you can't just like we're flowing right now. Mm -hmm. You have to slow all that up so that mm -hmm. interpreter can communicate what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when you mention the word Jesus and, get, you know, a little excitement, they get real excited. So mm -hmm. you have to give them time to get their praise on. So it, it was very uh, influential in that degree. Uh, they look at us as, a um, you know, higher esteem. They, they they feel honored when we come and do ministry overseas and in different cultures. So it was a, it was a great experience. I mean, definitely a great experience. Well, uh, yeah, yes. that is mm -hmm. good. Awesome, Lord, keep expanding your territory and yes. keep using you to yes. uh, inspire people all over the world. Amen. Yes, definitely. All right. Most definitely. <clears throat> well, today's episode is titled "Self Defense Against Being Hurt," and we have a very special guest in studio with us today, and that is none other than Bishop Stephen Evans. Amen. Right Welcome yeah. to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. God bless you, brothers. Yes, yeah, God bless you. you too. Pleasure to have you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Bishop Evans, is it uh I mean, what is it that you do on the daily? Well, <laughs> that mm -hmm. covers a, a myriad of things. Uh, mm -hmm. uh first of all, I'm Bishop Dr. Stephen Evans. I'm the founder and pastor of Leap of Faith Ministries here in Joliet. We are non-denominational. Uh, just this morning, I was on a Zoom calls. I'm on the board of directors of an organization called the Apostolic Brothers, Apostolic Sisters United. And then I'm the first assistant presiding prelate of 
Apostolic Fire Faith International Ministries. Mm-hmm. So we had a meeting. We had back-to-back meetings this morning about the ABU and ASU business, and then we are planning our conference for next year, our first conference. So that was what my morning uh, entailed. <laughs> I am very happily married. I've been with my wife 18 years. Thank God for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, we've been together 18 years. We've never even had one argument. I know that's nobody but God. Uh, and so I'm a community activist. I'm uh, active in the in the city, and I have a passion for uh, uh, young people, uh, particularly young brothers who are uh, marginalized or who are gang affiliated or who are just coming back from the penal systems mm-hmm. because I, I've been there. And so I deal with a lot of ministry to young people. And in my capacity, uh, I received a doctorate in biblical counseling and religious studies. So I do a lot of premarital counseling and uh, I deal with young people with drug issues. So my plate is really, really very full. Nevertheless, I thank God for this opportunity. Mm. Uh, and I'm glad that he made room for me to be here with you all this morning. And we're definitely glad to have you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to go into setting the table for discussion. Again, like I mentioned, uh, the title is Self-Defense Against Being Hurt. And I want to start off with this quote from Rorion Gracie. And it says, Taking ownership for protecting yourself against individuals that mean you no good. Self-defense is not just a set of techniques. It's a state of mind. And it begins with the belief that you are worth defending. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of like the, the key to what we want, the core to what we want to discuss this morning. Just to give you a little bit more background about Rorion Gracie, is in the 1970s, Rorion Gracie first introduced his self-defense jujitsu to willing students in the South Bay. Two decades later, he co-founded the ultimate fighting championship to showcase his craft, pitting his brother against others, world's other world's toughest competitors. So when we're talking about self-defense, self-defense about being against being hurt, let me slow down a little bit. We have to realize, first of all, that you have to be worth, you have to know that you're worth defending. You have to know that, guess what? You just can't let everybody in your circle or people walk over you just because you you may have low self-esteem. Now, we're going to get into some of those particulars throughout this discussion. So just wanted to set it up to let everybody know that is the, the core of what we're talking about. So first, first off, anybody for open discussion, what are some of the pitfalls an individual may encounter daily against being emotionally or spiritually hurt? Anybody want to start off? Well, since you said uh, emotionally and spiritually, you know, you hear a lot of people today talk about church hurt. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of whatever they experienced uh, when they called it church hurt, it has caused a lot of people to fall away from the church, to become disengaged, 
And uh, my my thinking is has always been this. I know the Bible tells us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, mm-hmm. but I haven't read in there anywhere. And I've read the Bible from where it says Holy Bible in the front to genuine bonded leather in the back. Mm-hmm. And I haven't found anything in there that says that we are to be a floor mat for anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, I tell people when you're talking about church hurt, there's no person on earth that has been hurt more by the church than Jesus, but he still comes. Uh-huh. People go to the club and get hurt, but that doesn't stop them from going to the club. You can get hurt at Jewel Osco, but you still go. And so what we need to learn how to do is this, and this is an analogy that I use, again, since you mentioned spiritual, I'm going to keep it right there. There was a woman who went to her pastor and said, Pastor, I'm leaving this church because it's full of hypocrites and, and everybody's so mean and this, that. He said, well, listen, before you leave, mm-hmm. I want you to fill this glass of water and walk around the entire church mm-hmm. and don't. Make sure you don't drop not one drop of water out of this glass. And so the lady took off slowly, gingerly, paying attention to not dropping a drop of water from that glass. And when she got back to the pastor, she said, Pastor, listen, I didn't drop any water. He said, you know why? Because you were concentrating and focusing on not dropping any water. Mm -hmm. He said, so when you come, all you need to do is stay focused on what you came here to get and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. That's one way that we can avoid hurt. This is Bishop Dr. Stephen Evans. I'm the pastor of Leap of Faith Ministries, located at 1220 South Richard Street in Joliet, Illinois. Service begins promptly at 11 o'clock. All are welcome. Come out and be blessed. You've been listening to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. That has got to be the biggest challenge right there because with all the life distractions that we have going on and you have people that are sitting in boardrooms, that are sitting on committees, that are sitting on top of businesses who are spending thousands, well, millions of dollars to get your focus or distract you from where you need to go. Sometimes if we was able to avoid those distractions of life, it would be easier to stay focused on what would we need what we would need to do to move forward. Mm-hmm. And see that's the very the very challenge. Like you said that young lady, she didn't take her eye off of the water, I believe. Right. Just based on your illustration that you demonstrated right here, she she watched everything she was doing. Exactly. And I think that is the challenge that most of our people or ourselves, we run into is that focus portion. I mean, how do we get around that? Because that you got to have certain things in life that these companies offer, but how do you streamline what's good for you and what's bad for you? Hmm. How do you do that? Anybody? Oh, man. Well, you know, one thing is, you know, a, a, a lot of people's problem is that they're so focused on what don't matter. Okay. That they constantly miss what do matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, and it's deal with broken focus. And then, you know, sometimes people don't even realize what to focus on. And, um, you know, so definitely, you know, if you are focusing, if you miss the point, and it's like basically you're missing the whole point. And even dealing with church hurt and church abuse, we got to realize the church is the hospital. It's for sick folks. That's right. There's nobody in there that ain't sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's opponent, broken, has been through storms, that has been through abuse, that has been, you know, it's a place for, for the broken. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. broken hearted. That's why we come there. 
because you know to, to to get it together. So I mean that has to people have to understand that. And what do hurt people do? Hurt people hurt each other. Mm-hmm. You know, baby oh, yeah. Christians fight. They argue. They cuss. They go at each other. I mean, it is what it is. And so many times people, and this has to be taught for people can understand. Because a lot of times people think because I'm going to church, everybody's going to be nice. Everybody's going to be kind. Everybody's wrong. That is totally wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So the most vindictive people, which is real, because if they were vindictive in the world and vindictive in the church, you have to learn how not to be vindictive, how mm-hmm. not to be an attack person, how not to be jealous, how not to be angry. I mean, look how long Moses preached and would be with God and would come down and would flip out. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. reason he didn't go on the promised land because he never got his anger under control. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? He was the leader and dude had the word. He got the 10 commandments and would come down and broke that stuff mm-hmm. right in front of the people because they were triggering his re- his emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were triggering. He was so, he would miss God because of the people. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna leave that right there. Mm-hmm. He would miss God because of the people after he would come out of a cloud with God. After <laughs> yeah. he'd been with God, he'd come down and totally forget about God because of people. You're right, sir. Well, see, that Man. comes down to also self-discipline mm. is the key word there. Self-discipline. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because, you yes. know, our minds operate, I don't want to get too technical, but our minds operate in like three different areas. You got that first area where it's what, primal, where it's like your instincts or different things like that. And then you have that second area in your mind that works like with emotions, oh, that boy. your emotions control everything. Then you have that last portion, the portion of your mind that really do the decisive, the uh, calculating, the decision-making, and all those different things with a point of view. It's having self-control to have that portion lead versus the primal and your emotional part. Because if those two are leading, guess what? You run into a situation, like you said, with Moses when he came down and he got angry because his emotion kicked off before his his mind portion kicked in where God spiritually was telling him what to give to the people. He had on a skipped right. over that and got within himself. Yes. And see, when we're talking yes. about self-defense, uh, it starts with on the inside of us. Like you said, individuals around us, you mentioned earlier, we can't let them deter, determine the path we're going to take in this True. life. We can't let yes. them determine it. I mean, another question to bring to mind is how do we deal with family and friends that are close to us or in our circle, but they don't mean us no good? I mean, how do we deal with that? Well, you know, I've got a real simple solution for that. And again, I share it all the time. I can love you from a distance. Mm-hmm. But what what I'm going to do vigorously is defend my peace. Okay. And if yeah. you're disturbing my peace, I don't care who you are. You've got to go. Now, I want to go right back to this uh, being hurt thing. A lot of it, Mike, is, is, is mental preparation. Mm-hmm. It's almost like playing chess. If I know that I go to a club and something is liable to jump off, why? Because everybody in there is drinking, everybody's loose. If I know something is possibly going to mm-hmm. jump off, then I have to know in advance that maybe I shouldn't go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so right. I, I, I <clears throat> avoid situations where I know uh, uh, there could be potential trouble. And that's what a lot of people have a problem with. They know there could be trouble, but they go anyway. Mm-hmm. And right. so okay. you have to anticipate 
uh, again, it's like playing chess. When you're playing chess, you you are you move based on anticipating what your opponents are going to do next. Mm -hmm. That's how it is in life. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to anticipate the kind of things that could be either good for us or bad mm -hmm. on both ends of the spectrum. I tell you what, yes. that, that, that brings us something That's up. Good. You say anticipate here. Let's let's talk about when you talk about anticipate. How would a person know what to anticipate unless they had a plan for their life? You know what? That's a very good question. A lot of that has to do with life experience. Okay. You know, again, I heard uh, Doc say we have to be taught these things, and that's true. But mm -hmm. a lot of it has to come from life experience. If I know, if I drive down this particular street and there's a giant pothole there, mm -hmm. and I come down that same street the next day and that pothole is still there, mm -hmm. by the third day I'm going to know either go down a different street or go around that pothole. Mm -hmm. But that's based on experience. A lot of people lack practical experience. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate, but it's true. And so we yes. learn from the experiences of our lives. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And it's insanity to hit that pothole once. I'd have to be a nut. <laughs> on Monday and come back and hit it Tuesday. And yeah. then come back and hit it Wednesday. Yeah. And then come back and hit it Thursday and constantly get upset and mad. Because I'm busting my tires you know every saying? day. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, with that being the case, we got to realize that, you know, it would be insane to constantly do the same thing when you know already so you have to learn yes from your experiences because mm -hmm. so your experiences become one of the greatest teachers in life for sure your own experience mm -hmm. my and so instead of getting upset and getting frustrated and missing mm -hmm. the point missing the message in your experience it's a teacher you got to learn from it and it'll better equip you better prepare you so you know how to go in a situation realizing Everybody not in here is going to be favorable of me. That's a you know, I got that 30-70 rule. I got that 30-70 rule. I've mentioned it since it's right here. We'll get, it'll be a little portion of there it is, mm -hmm. that no matter where you go, man, you know, 30% of the people may not like you, True. but 70% will. 30-70 <laughs> rule. Mm -hmm. Now, don't, if, you, if you're immature, uh -huh. you'll just focus There's on the, the 30. There it is. And miss that seven. There it is. You mm -hmm. got seven percent pushing you. Listen, even in our churches, in our ministry, even under our leadership, there's people that's not gonna like you. Right. Mm -hmm. You say, why? Why would they be there? Well, why do you think God lost a third of His people? Mm -hmm. <laughs> a third mm -hmm. of the angels left. 
Come on, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah it's the yeah. 30 70 rule. It is real. Yeah. Some people that get all distraught and broken up about that they had a big gathering and, and they'll they'll focus on that 30 that didn't show up. Uh-huh. They got 70 there that they make a be jam. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. And enjoying it with. You better learn to enjoy that 70. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that 30 always gonna be there. They're gonna make it known that they got an issue with you. They don't like look at you funny. Come on. Let's try to set you down while uh-huh. you preach, but it's all as well, no matter what. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, sometimes you ain't got to be done done nothing to them. Here that here's what they'll say. It's just something about him. Yeah. It's just something about him. A lot I just of times like it's based him. on something somebody real. else said. And that too, yes. <laughs> definitely. It'd be rooted in some of the That's most, right. you know. <laughs> Pettiest stuff, but guess what? All as well. Don't even try to change their opinion That's about right. you, because even mm-hmm. if they they on, they only gonna celebrate what don't happen good in your life. That's right. You know what they I say, Doc? In, in line with Go that, ahead, whatever they told you about me, whatever they told you, let's just run with that. Uh, go. <laughs> yeah. ex- let's just run. Just run with that. Go ahead. I don't need to explain anything mm-hmm. about who I am. Whatever they told you. Just yes, run with it. That's it. Just run with there it. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Don't come to me for an explanation. No. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But see, <laughs> see that that but see, I I know it's it's easier said than done. That's that's the challenge of that. See, it's breaking yeah. that cycle. Yeah. Breaking that nah, cycle. Uh-huh. It's breaking it because see, we know what when people get we get trapped in cycles. Life is full of cycles. And we get trapped in them, and sometimes, how do we need to? How do we identify that? Cause see, if you can't identify that you in a bad cycle mm-hmm. based on what system you came out of, or based on what home you grew up in, true, or based up on what uh, neighborhood it is, and if that's the only cycle you, uh, that you seen modeled before you, how do you break that cycle? You know, I was talking. Uh, with someone about this very thing the other day, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mike, and it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic because I've got a very close friend of mine, very close friend, mm-hmm. who's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that his grandfather was a doctor. His father was a doctor. Mm-hmm. His uncles were doctors. Mm-hmm. All of his brothers and sisters are doctors. So it stood to reason then that what was he going to be? A, a doctor. doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, that is positive influence in 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 uh your your upbringing your 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 family dynamic on the flip side of that i've known people whose grandfather was a drunk the father Mm -hmm. was a drunk Mm -hmm. brothers uncles everybody was a drunk and so we shouldn't be surprised when that person ends up being a drunk because this Mm -hmm. is all that they've known Mm -hmm. however Mm -hmm. at some point somebody has to be willing to break that what we call generational curse. If it came down from grandfather to father to son to grandson, that's generational. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to be willing to break that generational curse. I know that because in my own family, that was me. I decided that the buck stopped with me. My sons and my daughters would not uh, have to go through the same things that I went through mm-hmm. because I was going to stop the buck with me. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to realize that now. Uh, a lot of times, and I believe that it takes God to bring you to that realization. Okay. Yes. That's just yes. what I believe. It takes God to bring you to that realization, and he's called everybody to that. But again, Scripture says many are called, mm-hmm. but only a few have been chosen. I'm just glad that I was one of the chosen ones to break that curse in my own family that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, that's awesome, Bishop. Mm-hmm. God, that's yes. awesome. That's an awesome testimony. Absolutely. 
because like you said yeah. that 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 is what's propelling like you said for your next generation to be like you said positive individuals into the community and it can be done mm-hmm. oh yes it's being done oh, every yeah. day my mother was a single mother raising five of us i'm the oldest of five and back then, I was born in 55. She was only 16. There was no child support. There were no food stamps. We were not poor. We were poor. Okay. But my mother uh, always made a way. We always survived, and she stressed love. Now, years later, the five of us are, I've got a sister who's a doctor, a brother who's a, a, a politician. One of my sisters works for Lockheed Martin on top secret airplane stuff. My youngest brother is a manager of a major uh, 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 retail outlet in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I'm a bishop and a pastor. So I tell kids, don't make excuses like uh, my, my, I never met my daddy or I'm living in the project. So what? Mm-hmm. You can change that dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's all in your head. Mm-hmm. And they have to be shown that, yeah, you can change that. It can be done. It's being done every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now, yes, well, it is. Yes, it is. I was just going to throw a question out. How do a person build their they self-esteem like that? Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, it takes self-esteem to do that. Yes. It takes believing in yourself or someone believing in you to do that. And if that person never encounters the individual that church language speak into their lives. That's right. How do they find it? Because see, like I said, we we understand because I believe all of our backgrounds are different. But right. we at some point in time, our families introduced us to what was right or taught us right from wrong. Just like you just talked mm-hmm. about your your mom taught you right from wrong. Yeah. That was the key. She taught you love and right from wrong. But the thing about it also is you got to still find a way to believe that right. or believe it in yourself in order to carry it out. Now, I know I, oh, mentioned, yeah. earlier, I mentioned earlier about, okay, you got, uh, do you have a vision for your life? Or do you know where you want to be? Or do you have an idea of what you want to pursue? And if you don't have those things that are constantly being brought to you in your mind or you running across individuals, Life can be very challenging for you. That is a fact. And see, that's what we that's what we want to do on the podcast today. We want to help somebody that is dealing with life that's done put them down and they're being hurt over and over and over. And we want to offer some tidbits on how they can build their self-esteem, some direction, so so that they won't end up in that continued cycle, mm-hmm. that continued gener- generational curse. Because they need to know that it is hope Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. They need to know it's hope. And like you said, if you, uh, Doc mentioned earlier about a, a abused person growing up, uh, someone is being hurt all the time. And when they become an adult or one or whatever, they, they grow up, they, they, they go to hurt people because they're, they're really, and this is my opinion, they're really trying to protect themselves negatively from being hurt again. So they figured if they be on the aggressive or the aggressor that that stops them from being hurt because they still haven't gotten over that abuse that they came out of. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most definite. And and with all this, you know, when we get this is a biblical podcast. So we, Absolutely. a lot of things we deal with comes from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 12. And one and two about be not conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing, renewing of your mind. Of your mind. Mm-hmm. 
because the conformity comes from what shaped us. What yeah. David talked about in Psalms 51, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, mm -hmm. meaning my household, my development, what I was brought up in was all screwed up. It's still a debate that, that his mama, did she uh, have an adulterous affair or did his daddy have an adulterous affair? Because one of them wasn't the parent. That's why he was treated the way he was treated. You know, he was really the black sheep. That's why he was out there with the sheep when they came to anoint for the be king. Because they're like, oh, I'm definitely not him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so because he was treated indifferently. And so what he had to do was he had to get his mind transformed. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. all have to. And then Jesus said, you got to take up your cross. You got to die daily in order to, to live this life out. So those that are listening to us know this is a process. It's a journey. You and your go, life yeah. got to be governed by the power of the Holy Spirit I agree. or the Holy Ghost. I agree. You understand? It's got to be governed because it's a challenge every day to die daily and to take up your cross daily. That means to take up your cross daily, that means there's a part of you, the old you, they got to die daily. Mm -hmm. You understand? It, it, it's a process of of just killing this flesh, killing that old nature, understanding who I am in Christ now, because now in him we live, move, and have our being. You understand? Mm -hmm. If anyone be in Christ, come on, I got to be in every day. Right. We are a That's new right. creature. <laughs> old things are passed away. Come uh -huh. on, it ain't just a one sermon Talk, or one. Son. No, <laughs> salvation is an ongoing unfolding process. Yeah. I tell people that when you come down that aisle, this is a process. It's ongoing unfolding. I wish we could just go in the water and come up a new creature. That'd be nice. And I looked at my hands and my <laughs> hands was new and I looked at my feet. No, it's time out for cliches and all that because that stuff is unreal. It's not the mm -hmm. real reality. People got to be learned the process of this and it takes having spiritual authority in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Being connected with a spiritual father. My spiritual father's taught me so much mm -hmm. about how to be a husband, how to be a caring father, how to, come on, Lord, to be a family man, how to, you know, to speak life in, into my children, how to do certain things. Come on, because, uh -huh. man, I, I, man, I can go on and on, but it's I know a you process. could, Doc. I know you could. <laughs> let me, chi let me chime in, man, because you hit on a couple of things yeah. right there. Mm. I just heard you say something about it. You have to be connected. There you go. You mentioned yes. your, your spiritual father, your spiritual yes. man. Listen, again, I like to use analogies. I've got a lady in my church who's from New Orleans, mm -hmm. born and raised there. She's so from New Orleans, she don't even call it New Orleans. She call it Nolens. Oh, and no, I tell no, folks okay. all the time, look, if yes. you try to make jambalaya <laughs> and yours don't come out like hers, mm -hmm. the, don't you think the smart thing for you to do would be to go to her Mm -hmm. and ask her, would you teach me how to make jambalaya mm -hmm. like yours? Mm -hmm. I'll go right. one step further. If if you are trying to work on your marriage, why would you go and talk to a couple that's always at one another's throats? Talk about If it. you tell me that you're a financial mm. manager and you mm. want to manage my money, but you're broke all the time, then I don't want to talk to you. Preach. And no. so people that are going through stuff, what they need to do is be able to identify someone who is living the life or doing the things that they themselves want to do. And yes. they have to get connected with them. So now listen, Amen. over here, I'm trying to make this thing and it ain't coming out right, but I noticed yours mm -hmm. is coming out just fine. So let me get connected with you so you can show me how to do this thing that I envision myself doing. 
Yes. Hey, Look, yes. a closed mouth don't get fed. If you need some help, you got to open your mm. mouth and ask. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And there you it. go. Yes. Yes. Say that. Humility. Yeah. Humility. Humble. That's how I bought my first home. I was age 24. I still don't know a person that young around me, but I did it because I asked my pastor, my spiritual See, father, uh-huh. how can I have a house like yours? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just right bought there. another house. <laughs> That's what I'm like, talking you about. Know right what? There. My house that I just got out is for sale. Pastor, c- connect me, hook me up. That's right. I didn't even look at no homes. Only did was got connected to the house. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. That he had just left mm-hmm, out of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I was 24. I ain't know, but guess what? I bought a house then. See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I learned all about equity and all that stuff by asking questions That's in it. the multitude of counselors, their safety. That's I don't right. make have to make no decisions on my own. This is my God to connect you around wise people. He, will. he connected us all. He, yes, you just got to be open and humble yourself. That's right. And even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what he told his church mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the Bible. Apostle mm-hmm. Paul, follow me. That's what he said. And I get that. He was giving them an example, a model. It's like, I know y'all don't understand what to do, but I'll show you. Let that me word he used, follow, in Greek is mimetes. That's where we get our English word mimic. Okay. Paul, 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 yes. He was saying, look, I, I, I want yes. you to do exactly mm-hmm. what you see me doing. Mm-hmm. What yes. you see me doing, do that exact same mm-hmm. thing, and you can't go wrong. And young pe- people that we're talking about now, that's what they need. That's the direction mm-hmm. that they need. They mm. need to be able to connect with people who have, you have a lot of young people saying, well, mm-hmm. man, the reason I don't go to church is because I don't think there's anybody in there that can relate to what I'm going through. Man, let me tell you something. I'll tell you stuff about mm-hmm. me that'll make your head swim. You ain't yeah. been through nothing yet. Mm-hmm. You ain't been mm. through nothing yet. But the Bible yes. says we defeat the enemy by the blood of the mm. lamb and by the word of our testimony. If we begin to open our mouths and tell folks what we were like before the Lord found us, mm-hmm. then there will be people who will come and say, okay, I, this is the place I need to be. Because mm-hmm. I see yes. they know exactly what I'm going through and how yes. to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. If we were more forthcoming with our real life story. Yes, sir. Because like you said, we all don't look like what we've been through. Mm. You know? Correct. If you could have seen me way back when, Man. you know, you probably have now. a different take about my Come life. On now. <laughs> you know? Right. Because I ain't yes. always been oh, yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And Definitely, mine was yes. more so the, my I had I need a major attitude adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I still need to work on it. <laughs> I, I still need to work on it. Because sometimes when somebody rubbing the wrong way, I'm learning better now as I'm in my just completing maybe five decades of life, I'm learning now how to be quiet more and then speak, mm-hmm. no matter how it's going on. Because I'm I've been All going right. through some situations lately in my life of transformation from one spot to another, from people coming in and out. And guess what? When we start getting pushed out of our comfort zone, hey, I get it. You get a little angry. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody tries to make you do something that you don't want to do, you know, you start getting angry. So, like you said, maturing and experience and dealing with something, being more patient, studying. And and, and let's let's throw this in there, too. Intelligence growth and wisdom Mm -hmm. growth will help you to see the world different as you get older. It will. It helps you to see it. It helps you to see people different. It helps you to also to be a little more humble and not take things for granted as you get older. That's a fact. Because, you know, 
our biggest asset we have is not our money, cars, and everything else. It's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and when you start yes, getting sir. on the backside of life, look out now. You know what I'm saying? Everything becomes a little more important than it once was. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You start thinking about, okay, my family. Will my family be okay if something happens to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, the home I have thus far, will it be there afterwards? And you start thinking about those things. And, and like I said, so, but... I had to grow up and put my attitude on the back That's burner. That's key. That's key. You know, you know I, I often say, Mike, that uh, age makes you do better, but only God can make you be better. All right, explain that. <laughs> well, explain that, uh, The older you get, mm-hmm. yes. you're supposed to mature and, and gain mm-hmm. intelligence and wisdom, all, all those things that you just mentioned. Of course, we know a lot of people who have not. I, I know people who are stuck in the 70s. And I, I pray for them. But as you get older, you're supposed to know better. Mm-hmm. But when you come to meet God, mm-hmm. he is able to make you do better and live better. Now your whole Amen. mindset has changed. Mm-hmm. As you just mentioned, now it, you know, uh, you said you needed attitude adjustments. Well, my thing is I've learned now because of God that I don't need to respond to everything. Mm-hmm. Everything doesn't require a response from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just trying to stay in my lane, do what I believe God has given me to do. Years ago, I never, this was not a part of my plan to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my plan. My plan was, and I've said it, I was going to smoke weed until I was 99 years old being pushed around in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And at the moment before I died, this is what I said. I was going to say, Father, forgive me, because I was raised in church. I knew all the right things to do. Mm-hmm. God told me one day, do you not realize that you might not even know your name? Mm. <laughs> and mm. so when I surrendered my life to him, then things began to change. And I was not only able to be better, but I was able to to do better and be better. Mm-hmm. The combination of both. Amen. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, the king will reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question, am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Dot Podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio High Podcasting.